Folks, do you know who the go-to lender is for multifamily bridge debt? Well, it's Arbor Realty Trust. And just like Silicon Valley Bank, just like, um, I don't know, that bank in San Francisco that catered to the rich First Republic Bank, it is going to get painful. We can talk about what's going on with the 30-year. We can talk about something Ed Milet shared over the weekend. But folks, let's get into the daily financial news for Friday, September 22nd. We're just going to go down the list of my notes. If you don't know, folks, I prepare a list of notes uh, every night on what I'm reading to share with you. First, Bill Ackman. Bill Ackman is out talking about 30-year rates will be rising further from here. And I think there are some, some interesting things that we need to look at and discuss. Number one, the peace dividend is over. Deflationary effects of outsourcing is over. Workers are going to get wage increases. Energy not being refilled in the SPR or Strategic Petroleum Reserve. No fiscal discipline. Debt ceiling nonsense. Folks, there are a lot of headwinds going on. Uh, not only do we have all of that, but QT, we have the government having to recycle their debt. There's just a lot of things going on and rates are going to be higher for longer. Rates higher for longer, I don't think it's really been priced into the overall system. You heard the All In podcast over the weekend talk about unprofitable tech having to take a, a rotation or a rotation and a half down in valuation. We have heard about many companies having to uh, raise debt or perhaps having to sell themselves because they can't recycle debt. Uh, Bill Ackman says that he could see the 30-year bond at 5.5%. Some things to think about. How about Ed Milet? Ed Milet is somebody I uh, starting to listen to more and more. Uh, I like the way he puts things out there, just kind of, you know, you know, direct. Uh, he was talking about uh, Jesse Lee Ward. Uh, I did not know and really can't say that I know with every, any clear certainty who Jesse Lee Ward was. But the fact is she was 34. She was 34 years old and unfortunately lost her life to stage four colon cancer. And Really what I got from Ed Milet's emotional video, which I'm I'm positive had to be hard to do, was what do you want to leave when you go? Lots of us are chasing money and things. But as we hopefully know by now, you can't take any of those things with you. What do you want to leave? What kind of impact, what kind of memories do you want to leave? I think there was a lot of good reminders in that video. I go back to one of the first goals of this channel was to try to create a legacy that outlived me by 50 years. It still feels like the right decision. It still feels like there's a lot of people we can help, right? I think I still believe the path to wealth is a 10 year process that only you can put yourself on. 
You have to create disposable income. You can increase your income. You could lower your expenses or do both. Number two, you have to become elite at something. None of this diversification nonsense. You have to become unbalanced in something. For me, it was rental properties. For you, it's stocks, classic cars, wine, stamps, you know, trading cards. I don't care what it is. Become obsessed, become elite. And then number three, it is a 10-year journey. It is clear by now, or at least it should be clear to you, that owning assets are the way to wealth. Folks, inflation is a feature, not a bug. If you can find a way to own assets and hold them profitably for 10 years, I like your chances of getting wealthy. Fed President Susan Collins reminding us that the Fed's going to keep talking tough. More hikes are certainly not off the table. We are going to keep rates higher for longer. Chances of a soft landing are increasing. How about some pain in New York rent stabilization? Folks, I don't know if you know this, but signature loans, uh, one of the thing, reasons they went out is they had a portfolio of rent-stabilized apartment loans that were basically trash. They actually decided to keep them on the FDIC's balance sheet because they couldn't sell them. That's how bad they are. We just had a rent-stabilized apartment sale so we can get a feel for how bad that market is. This building was bought in 2016 for $83.6 million. It just sold in 2023. For 47 million folks, that is a 44% discount, 44% discount. So again, we talked about at the opening, Arbor Realty Trust has been the go-to lender for multifamily, like First Pot Republic was for the rich. They Their specialty, short-term, floating rate, bridge to perm. Arbor Realty Trust, I think I think has some extended pretend, some pain in the future. Did you know that there was a record amount of cash that went to multifamily in 2021? By the end of June, 0.9% of the $13.1 billion in bridge loans was non-performing. That is going to go higher. Non-performing bridge debt is up 1,500% from December. Freddie and Fannie's portfolio of multifamily loans debt, delinquent debt is up 343.9% or 343 million up 788%, excuse me, up 788%. People are blaming bad operators. No, folks, they should be blaming financial engineers. Financial engineers thought you could buy any building at any price. You could do some quick value add, leverage uh, lower for longer, and come out smelling like a rose. Financial engineers are going to get smoked, hurt, and lose a lot of money. If you are an operator and a good operator, you're probably going to be okay. Probably. But the debt may be so bad, you have no choice. But it's the financial engineers who never operated a building that are going to hurt and lose a lot of people's money.
Folks, like, subscribe, comment. We do the daily financial news five days a week live. And then on for Friday and Saturday, we do a video just like this. So we can keep our streak of four plus years going. Folks, check out the playlist. Check out the channel. I actually have a brand new channel called The Daily Financial News that only does the daily financial news. Go check it out. Enjoy. Thank you.